First, I had to get his body into the boat. This was more than ten years ago, and I've forgotten some of what came before and after. But that night, and the following day, I remember in extravagant detail. I had lain awake all night, trying to imagine how I might get him off the bed and down the stairs and into the rowboat, since he weighed at least 150 pounds and might have gone stiff. My bed, I remember, felt absurdly uncomfortable, as if someone had slipped walnuts and bolts into the layer just beneath the ticking, and there was something sharp and prickly, like hay, poking out of my pillow into my face and neck, yet I hardly moved all night. Every noise paralyzed me with fear. I had to force my eyes shut to think, literally hold them shut with my fingers, and in this way I worked through the problem, getting him into the boat, over and over again, allowing for variations, so that by morning I was pretty sure I had it down. Once he was in the boat, it would be easy. When it was light, I sat up and put my feet on the floor. The room rocked and tilted slightly, like a room in a funhouse or a ship. Lack of sleep made me dizzy, which caused a sense of unreality that I found comforting, as if now I was finally asleep and only dreaming. But the feeling did not last, and after a minute or two, I found some clothes on the floor and got dressed. I had worn these same clothes the day before, and perhaps the day before that, and as a consequence, they were limp and smelled a little like onions. I washed my face in the bathroom sink, used the toilet, and went downstairs. In the kitchen, I made myself a sandwich and put it in a plastic grocery bag, then got a small shovel from the back porch. It was the trowel I used in the garden, still caked with hard lumps of dirt. I cleaned it off as well as I could with my fingers, then gathered myself together and walked over to my mother's house. Though it was still August, it was getting cold in the mornings, and the grass was dewy, and a mist hung over the lake at the end of Fox Street. The air, when I breathed it, had a taste like cold lake water. Later, I knew, it would get hot, and the wind would carry the smell of the ketchup factory from across the lake in Wallamy. That smell had always been a signal for me to dig out my leather shoes and wool skirts. That summer was ending, and school was about to begin. Though I had been out of school for four years by that time, the smell still had the power to excite me, or more exactly, stimulate me. I had a tendency to be lazy in summers. It was a delicious feeling at first, but it cloyed. Fall aroused me to action, though I don't mean this as an excuse for what happened. The boat, a battered metal rowboat with peeling green paint that had washed ashore on Train Line's little beach one day and that no one else had wanted to claim, was in the garage behind my mother's house. The garage was rickety and packed with junk, but I kept my boat there because I had no storage space at my apartment. I took it out on the lake quite often, so I was pretty sure that anyone seeing me drag it down to the dock would not find it odd. I lugged the boat up to the back door, attached the hose to the outdoor faucet, and pretended to wash the hull. Water tributaried across the small dead lawn and puddled around the laundry pole. The sun, though it was barely up, burned the top of my head 
and made me feel spotlit and uncomfortable, as if I was being watched. Just in case, I continued my charade, giving the hole another good rinse, winding the hose back up, smiling slightly. Then I got a blue tarpaulin and some nylon rope out of the garage and went inside to get Peter. He was where I'd left him, of course, in the upstairs bedroom that had once been mine. When I was a little girl, I demanded red gingham wallpaper. It was still there. So were the shelf of paperbacks, the failed ant farm, the blue-flowered linoleum, and the rag rug made from my old dresses. It smelled of dust and dead wasps, the closed-in odor it always got in summer when I'd left the window shut. And another smell, a hot, difficult one I didn't want to acknowledge. Peter's smell.